This is Moving Through Reimagining Education, the journey of children, parents, and facilitators from Cabrillo. Ranjani, it is a pleasure to start the year with you. I have been looking forward to this dialogue. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've, you know, I was waiting to converse with you. Oh, great, great. Uh, good to hear that. I'm going to dive in because uh, I was telling Ranjani just before we start that I was so much looking forward to uh, this conversation. So first of all, uh, shortly, uh, tell us your story. Introduce yourself. I'm an artist. I, I do my artworks and I live in the countryside in India with my husband and my two wonderful children. Um, because of the way we live, a lot of things get shaped the way they are. And homeschooling is just one of those things. Mm. Yes. Okay. So let's jump to the first question. Uh, what is that you want to see happening out there in the world for education and learning? And what is that we all need to thrive in the future? When I think of um, education here in India right now, and when I see um, how teachers, I have a lot of teacher friends and uh, teachers in the family, and I see them often complain that um, they are burdened by administrative uh, tasks and assessment tasks. Um, when I think of technology, you know, I feel optimistic, I get scared, but I also feel excited. So what I'm thinking is maybe, you know, um, in a short time, we will see um, technology clearing up their, you know, um, their time and helping them do their mundane tasks more easily and be with their students um, and do the best they can do, do the best thing that humans can do possibly that's my you know that's what I'm hoping to see okay thank you um what is one thing that you mm -hmm. had to let go of or unlearn maybe <laughs> more than once yeah so many times <laughs> um you know um my older kid, uh, Hamsa, who's 11 now, and uh, when she uh, was a toddler, she was restless. She couldn't sit down in one place to do anything. It was really hard. And, uh, you know, um, then we just, you know, decided that we will start homeschooling her for various reasons. And it's one of the best things that I, I think we did for our children because, um, she was so restless and we started homeschooling. My husband said, you know, I'm so glad we don't have to go to the principal's office every day and take complaints. You know, look at this child who's like just doing cartwheeling all the time. And we just let her be and we didn't try to tame her down and we did what what we could. And today, you know, she's so meticulous and uh, she's attentive to details and uh, she's she has taught herself to do this amazing aerial yoga all by herself and 
I feel happy when I hear her talk about, you know, how to not injure yourself, how to prevent, you know, training injuries and how to build muscle strength in the core and all these things. I'm like, wow, this is nice. I didn't know that, you know, you could learn it all by yourself. So, you know, I really am happy that we let go of the fear of not fitting, fitting in. And then another thing very recently, something very interesting happened. Uh, as my children are growing up now, 10 and 11, you know, this very real fear of academic learning started creeping in. And I was like, okay, am I really equipped? Will I be able to handle how I will teach them all these subjects? But interestingly, you know, last year, my children decided they want to learn science. And uh, we identified some courses and they did physics, they did chemistry, they did biology, and uh, they needed help. These are online courses. And I sat down with them, helped them break down the concepts and just be there and, you know, when they need me. But I saw that they could really handle it. And uh, it was clearly about the grade level, I think. And I felt that, okay. So when children want to learn, they will learn. And all they need is good resource, um, adult guidance, and unhindered time. And on their own, they can, they're capable of mastering several things. So that was one thing that happened recently. Um, and I remember this, you know, uh, when my younger child, Tara, she had been on these training wheels for her uh, bike for a long time. And uh, one day she decided that she'll take them off. It was easy to take, get them out. She had taken it off. She's at a distance. I'm having my lunch and she's screaming and she's saying, you know, how can I go on my bike now? I don't have the training wheels. I said, okay, just get on, grip your left foot, plant your left foot on the ground, right foot, pick up the pedal and then just gently go down on that and let go of your left foot and start pedaling. And she did just that. I was like, wow, today she did this biking. And now I'm thinking, is there a way I can apply this to all areas of their learning and just let them be themselves, figure it out, find out what something is all about and then fly happily. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, let's jump to this one. How do we connect a built relationship during the educational paradigm shift that it's worldwide at this point? Which do you think are five qualities a friend of yours would notice about yourself and what they would be inspired by you in this journey? Okay. Okay, let me start uh, with this thing of how we live. Uh, it was about 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, that um, my husband and I, we were living in a big city, Bangalore, which is like the IT capital of India. And we could see that the city is growing immensely. And it's, it was chaotic at that time itself. And we could see what was coming. And we felt that um, 
this is not sustainable. This city cannot take influx of this much population. And not just specific to my city, Bangalore, but you know, any city for that matter. And there has to be a different way of working. There has to be a different way of, you know, living that is alternative to this one. And that's when we decided that, okay, we'll drive out and see where we can go from here. We'll be getting suffocated in the city. Uh, we drove from the city with a map and we said, okay, this place looks green um, and supposedly rains a lot. And, you know, which multinational company would want to be in a place where it rains six months a year? Okay, maybe, you know, development will not catch up and then we'll go live there. And we did just that. We started living in this uh, countryside. We made our home and, uh, you know, we made our careers as artists from this remote corner of the world. Um, and then children happen, you know, and then uh, now, when they started uh, becoming school going age, we couldn't run away from where we are. They happened because of this. If we were still living in a city, I don't think we would have had children at all. And we didn't believe in sending kids to a hostel when they're so young. So then we had to invent something for, um, for our life. And uh, then I did an online Montessori training course and started feeling more equipped to handle or you know, um, take care of my you know, children's educational needs. And uh, our, our, our journey into homeschooling started then. And uh, it has just, you know, it, 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 we have our highs and lows, but it has been a journey of... Uh, discovery since then <laughs> so five qualities a friend of yours would shortly notice okay uh we are connected to the grassroots mm. where we live uh but because of our profession as artists we are connected in the world uh for our work and for our friendships so the uh, variety of people that we engage with on a daily basis are in that spectrum, you know, grassroots to Bohemia. So, you know, our, uh, our thinking is shaped by that and the opinions of, of friends are also from that different range, you know. Um, so there are people who think that, you know, we couldn't expect anything more than, you know, anything less than homeschooling from you guys. Uh, what else? <laughs> but there are also others who think, you know, um, we're eccentric to be homeschooling. <laughs> so we see both sides of the coin. <laughs> and also, you know, like I feel, um, mm, I feel compelled to answer my children's questions. Mm. Um, and I was naive to think that, you know, children first start talking and then later they will have questions and things happen, you know, in a neat, uh, neat line, clean line. And then I, but then I understood that children start talking because they have these burning questions to ask. It all started with why, how, what, <laughs> So, you know, um, sometimes like, you know, they're very 
uh, relevant and very important questions come at not so convenient time. <laughs> and you just got to answer them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sometimes these questions and answers they go on for hours and we go from from dinner table to women's rights and then to the space and back home. And this can happen when we are traveling on a train or it can even happen on a plane. And uh, so interestingly, you know, sometimes it does happen that we haven't noticed who is around or someone is listening. We are having our own quiet conversations you know, the daughters and mom engaging in these questions. And then uh, when we are getting off the train, people come to us and say, you know, that was hilarious. <laughs> we heard the whole conversation and, you know, <laughs> so these things happen often. <laughs> spreading the joy, spreading the joy. Spreading the joy. <laughs> okay, Ranjani, what do you feel called to live, be, do in the next one to two years? Okay. <laughs> I think, you know, I've grown with my children. Sometimes I feel I'm only as educated as, as my youngest child. <laughs> and uh, this is my second chance to be a child. Um, I'm living with my daughters and I'm living, I'm seeing everything through their eyes. It was beautiful to see how their worlds expanded from being babies to toddlers to little children, um, you know, 10 and 11. And now I can't wait to see, you know, what more they will start to see as. I also feel that, you know, um, parenting is a really short phase in one's life, only until kids are 18. Uh, but sometimes I also feel that, you know, like when I see my relationship with my my parents, they still have to parent me sometimes. So <laughs> maybe I will also remain a parent forever. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I will travel the world with my children uh, much more than I've done so far in the next two years and show them around and, you know, learn with them. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, and we are just at the right moment to ask this. What is um, one image or gesture or poem or song that comes to you when you think of this moving through reimagining education? Okay. Um, I think of uh, Buddha seated in meditation and... Uh, uh, a stone sculpture, maybe a Gandhara Buddha sculpture in meditation. Uh, because um, uh, I'll tell you about this a little later. Uh, let me tell you what happened when my uh, older girl was little. Uh, she was running a high fever. She was a tiny baby. I had bundled up, uh, bundled her in a uh, in a blanket and took her to the doctor. The doctor was like, you know, your baby is so restless. Why is she covered like this? Uh, but I was like, you know, she has fever. The doctor said, but you're not wearing anything so warm. Your baby feels the same way you feel 
you know, I said, oh, wow. And that has stayed with me because, you know, like I learn best um, when I'm in solitude. Uh, I'm most creative. I am most productive uh, when I'm most unscheduled. I can, you know, I can give my best um, when I'm not bothered by time constraints. And, uh, you know, Buddha for me, in Buddha in meditation signifies just that. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe, you know, like my children should also have that opportunity to be unscheduled, to, you know, to just enjoy the flow of time. And um, that's why I think of Buddha as this image for learning. Um, yep. Anjani, thank you. Well, there are tears in my heart, of course. <laughs> thank you so much. It was a beautiful uh, gift for, uh, for all of us to start this new year with you and uh, your story. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I had a lovely time chatting with you.